The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hi, this is Sandra Reich, and I'm here in Arizona to do Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I I can't get over how exciting it is to be here in the studio of Voice America. Life is so filled with synchronicity. I'm going to talk with my special guest in a moment. Um, I actually planned a trip to Arizona a few months ago that had nothing to do with this radio station and how ironic the radio station is here. So it's an honor to be here, and I want to send a special shout-out to my amazing executive producer, Jeremy Borman, and the entire uh, amazing group of people here at Voice America. Today, we're going to talk about a very big topic, relationships. Now, relationships, we always like to think about it in terms of a dense. So when I say we, let me explain who I'm talking about. Today, my very special guest is the amazing uh, psychotherapist and body specialist, Mayte Gomez. She is not only a dear friend, she is a brilliant woman and my partner in Empowered Women Workshops. She is also a psychotherapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Uh, what's fascinating about her is she's also a mind and body specialist. And she wrote a little book with myself called Once Upon a Time, How Cinderella Grew Up and Became a Happy, Empowered Woman. I want to welcome you here today, Mete. I couldn't be happier to be here with you in Arizona. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sandra. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. We're at the radio station. And I have to say this is really a nice treat to be here. And we are talking about a very important topic today, the dance of relationships, as as you just said. And it's, listen, it's such an important topic for everybody because we're all in relationships. You know, it's it doesn't matter who it is. There's friends, there's loved ones, family member, and all of that. And, uh, you know, there is always love in the relationship, but there's always that little other thing that comes up. And we're wondering, you know, what is that? What's happening here? And so this is a topic that we decided that we would be talking today on your show. And it's really an honor to be talking with you about that because, of course, I've heard that you did a wonderful retreat with couples and the dance of relationship. You did talk about that, and that was really life changing for them. So, it's I'm very happy to be here and to uh, and to be talking about that because I've seen those people when they ca- came back and they've spoken to me and really saying that learning learning this knowledge about the dance of relationship and all of the other things that you taught them really changed their lives. So that is wonderful. 
Well, thank you, Mete. I mean, uh, part of why we started the couple retreats is I think people don't know that there's actually a lot of science now about mm. relationships. And getting the information out is really important to me. I mean, I'm in a relationship. And for myself, as I studied the science of relationships, it changed my entire relationship. So I'm very passionate about it because there's a lot of information we're not taught. We don't get a textbook on relationships. And when we understand a little bit of the biology of men and women and understand how we're socialized and sometimes how we choose our partners, which we're going to try to go through today, it can change your relationship from being a disaster to a dream. So we really want to like uh, flirt with that idea today to let people know they can change their relationships. Even if your relationship's great and you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I don't need this show, I promise you, you can make it greater. Um, and on that note, when we talk together, Mete, because we do a lot of lectures together, we always start with the biology, and we always go back to the beginning. We talk about men and women having biological differences, and it really starts with the caveman, the hunter, and the gatherer. So um, let's go back to those days. So men were hunters, and they went out, and they hunted. And women were what was called gatherers. We're all familiar with this, right? Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. So the women would sit around and they would not sit around. They were working hard. I don't want to say they weren't. They're were cooking up the meals. But they would connect with other women so that we know research even that women make better eye contact than men. So if, if you're yeah. listening to this, keep this in mind when you get annoyed with your boyfriend is that men's job was to go out and hunt. So they're not supposed to be looking at their body. They're supposed to be looking at the prey. That's, that's a great tip, actually. That's really a <laughs> well, great because tip. I, I get frustrated when my husband has a hard time uh, staying looking at me. And so when we studied this, the biological difference, it does help. And they know through research that even little boys, when little boys are sitting around a gymnasium, they're looking straight ahead when they talk to each other, whereas little girls are looking at each other. And this is before the socialization process starts. So we know this is related to biology. There's no question about that. That is fascinating. It really is. It really is. So what happens is, as, as a result of our biology, it's still in our DNA. Yeah. So since men went out, and I'm getting to you here because you talk about something so fascinating on this topic, how you relate it to modern day society. When men went out to hunt, they learned that hunting is something to be very valued. Now, Mete, you talk so well about how this relates to men in today's society. How are you going to relate men hunting for prey to how men behave today? Well, I have an example for you. So where are the men uh, usually, um, depending on the country, okay? Yeah, so, we're in the States now. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so in the States on a, on a Sunday afternoon or in Canada on a Saturday night, you know, where are they usually? So, well, my husband's watching hockey, but we're in the – oh, but he's also watching football on he Sunday. Is, he is, yeah. he is. So basically they're, they're really – they're glued to, to their TV and they're watching a sport, okay? So – no problem there. Okay, that's wonderful. But I've I've made my own little experiment is just walking in front of the TV and I'm just I do not exist, you know? They just they just go around and you know, it's like, okay, you're blocking the view of the park or you're blocking the view of the ball. Yeah, so and stripping doesn't work, eh? Well, 
you know, I haven't tried that, so <laughs> maybe next time. Okay, I'll come back and I'll let, let you know next time. Okay. But I guess, you know, if anything would work, maybe that would work, but that would be it. I'm not sure and it would. No, I, well, okay, I won't take it personally if it yeah. doesn't then. But uh, why is that? Well, it's basically look at it. You know, what's going on on TV is a hunt, right? So they're either, you know, on hockey, they're hunting the puck, or, you know, on football, they're hunting the ball. And 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 the, the men are really riveted by the game. It's almost as they're if they're on the ice or on the field. And I'm like, okay, so it's calling to the inner hunter that much. I'm like, wow. So for me, I'm I'm not viewing this as, you know, anything but just so interesting is that the inner hunter is just so much there. And I'm like, okay, have fun with this, you know, because this is part of who you are. This is wonderful. And it's not something that I necessarily want to fight. But I, I mean, come on, guys. Come on, girls. You've seen this. It's just like it's completely enthralled with the game. But the game is the hunt. Okay, so, uh, you know, just to get that back, what you're saying is, and I know this to be true, is that part of the draw for men and sports is similar to our DNA, the hunter-gatherer stage. So yeah. because a lot of women come into my office, and they're, and I used to be that woman also, who I'd feel kind of bad that my husband wanted to watch football so badly. Like, I almost felt if I would tell him I was divorcing him, he'd be very sad, but after the Eagles game. Like, yeah, okay. he'd deal with it after the game. Ouch! <laughs> I, yeah, and until we started doing this research and finding out, this is many years ago, it was very hard for me to understand, and I think women have a hard time with it. So what yeah. you're saying, and I think we know this to be true, is that to a certain extent, men are programmed to be drawn to a, a hunt of some sort. And I'm going to go one step further, because unfortunately or fortunately, this is also true in the dance of relationship, courtship. Yes. Okay? And this yes. is another area that women are getting themselves into a lot of trouble. And I'm a woman, so I do worry about women, because all humans value what they work for. But we would say that, I mean, women too, I mean, Lancome lipstick or dollar store lipstick? Lancome. Diamond, diamond or zircon? Which one do you treat better, your diamond or your zircon? My diamond, thank you. How come? <laughs> they look the same. Oh, God, it's, 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 it has more value for me. It just has more value. So that means that we all value what we work for. And I'll yeah. come back to women in a moment. But men in particular, since they have always been the hunters, they value what they work for. Now, here's where it gets interesting, Mate. And you know, we, we started a whole company on this. Yeah. Is that women, on the other hand, have been socialized to caretake. That means we take care of people. It's not always women. It's off. Sometimes it's men. But women observe their mothers who were the caretakers. And now let's add this up mathematically. If men value what they work for and women like to caretake, Houston, we have a problem. Do you see where the problem is? Listen, yeah, it makes sense because if I'm taking care of someone who is supposed to go for a hunt, I'm doing the reverse of giving him a hunt. So basically, they have to do nothing. And what happens to my value then? And, you know, you've got it. But here's where I want to make sure, because I have had many, thousands of people in my office on this question, and they say, Sandra, you're telling me to play games. Uh. I am not saying to play games. I am saying that if humans value what they work for, 
And if men in particular value what they work for, caretaking in a relationship, and later we're going to talk about how caretaking as a, a concept is dysfunctional from a psychological perspective. Yes. We'll explain why you're still allowed to be kind, don't worry. But caretaking can be a problem. But the problem is that when you're, tr- when you're caretaking, are you saying you're a diamond or are you saying you're a zircon, okay. metaphorically speaking? Metaphor- me- metaphorically speaking, I'm a zircon and may- maybe even less than that. Maybe I'm a plastic ring at that point. Who knows? So this is why the nicest women you'll meet, would you say in your practice, I know in mine, often get treated like that $1.99 lipstick. And it's awful because they're very kind women. They're extraordinary women, actually. I see that all the time, unfortunately, all the time. And I think we have to do a little confession here. You and I, we wrote the book on this, that uh, book that we talked about earlier, and we admitted in the book, so we might as well admit it now. We are recovering caretakers. Caretakers. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's a day-to-day process. It's like any other problem in life. We are recovering caretakers because we were socialized by our mothers. And you and I, when we met, we were all big in taking care of other people. I mean, we're also therapists. So that's that's our job. But the problem is when you're a therapist, you're supposed to take care of someone. But when you're outside of work, it's dysfunctional. What a weird life we have. Definitely is. Definitely is. And confusing at times. Yes. So if if my client says they're in trouble, I'm supposed to help. But if my husband says he's in trouble, am I supposed to solve it for him? No, not solve it. You know, that's that's where for for me it became a real revelation is that it's not to solve it. Support? Okay. Solve? No. I'm like, oof, you know. And it's hard for me because sometimes I like, I know the answer and I'm supposed to sit on my hands. You know, it's like, yeah, no, it's not for me to fix. Well, you know, we're going to talk more about that in the second segment. But the thing is, I'll I'll bring it up now, is when you caretake someone else, there's a number of things that happen is that the other person – doesn't it's like a child not learning what they need to learn mm. so they don't get the lesson of their life and later i would really love Mayte, if you would talk about what happens to the body when you're caretaking someone because i can give you a hint it's linked to depression so if you're listening to this and you have depression or anxiety stay tuned we're going to take a commercial and we'll be right back with straight talk with sandra reish Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever 
with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety video therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Is it a time you choose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Ladies, how about a luxurious weekend while learning to empower yourself? Join Straight Talk's Sandra Reich, January 29th at a gorgeous spa in Quebec for three days and two nights of empowerment, growth, and decadence. Delicious food, powerful learning, and much more. Life 2.0 The Retreat. Master how to command respect in your relationships. Learn about yourself and what is blocking you from living your best life. Meet other like-minded women and join in on the retreat that sells out year after year. Isn't it time you chose you? Call us at 514-796-4357. That's 514-796-4357. Don't miss your chance to change your life and relationships forever. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and we are having a great conversation with the amazing, brilliant Mayte Gomez, psychotherapist, body specialist. And what's amazing about someone who knows about the mind and body is that they can bring that work into understanding what happens. So I'm going to start right with that. We talked a little bit about when you take care of someone else, what happens to them is it can become very enabling for the other person, meaning they don't find out, they don't become empowered. I'm curious what you would say happens to the person who's caretaking. What's the danger of caretaking? What's the problem? I'm just being a nice person. Yes, you are being a nice person. But what happens is that all of your focus is going to someone else. So if we're taking two people and let's say, you know, one person has a battery, then that means that all their attention is going to someone else. That means that they're feeding with their attention the other person. And so what happens then is that your battery starts to get depleted and, and then you, you you focus on the other person and you start to, to really it's the only thing on your mind. So your battery, you know, goes down, 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 down. And so a depleted battery is a depressed battery. So that becomes a way to really, you know, just your energy is just leaking out of yourself because you're Uh, always focused on the other person. So this puts someone in a very vulnerable position for depression or anxiety then, I would imagine, because depression and anxiety are first cousins. So some people manifest depression, some people manifest anxiety. And we just talked on one of our previous shows about anxiety. So this is relevant. If you're taking care of someone, you're getting vulnerable. Now, we're not talking about taking care of like your aging father with Alzheimer's or um, someone dying. We want to be clear on that. We're talking about emotional care. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Let's say you're with uh, your, you know, a friend or or, or your your life partner or whatever, you know, and you're talking and you're taking. 
30, uh, I don't know, three hours to dissect, you know, what's going on with their work and all of that. So you're becoming a little bit more than what you're supposed to in terms of support, but you're giving and giving and giving. And then throughout your day, you start to really obsess and uh, wonder what's going on, where are they, are they okay, and things like that. Then you're starting to really, really deplete yourself. Now, here's one of the things that um, I know this when we wrote the book, this was one of our key points, is that, and, and people, I'm going to put it out there as a question for people to think about for a second, um, not for us, is what do you suppose the secret wish of a caretaker is? I'll give the answer, but take a second and think about that. Why do people caretake? Another And you might have theories and you might think because it feels good and you're being a good person and it's, your religion tells you to do so or so on and so forth. And we're going to like a little bit spoil that for you. Sorry. But it's not bad news. The secret wish of a caretaker is to be taken care of. So I'm going to repeat that. The secret wish of a caretaker is to be taken care of. Now, here's the problem. Mayte. If I'm taking care of someone all the time, are they likely to take care of me? Well, I've tried and it didn't work. So Why my not? answer, <laughs> my answer is no. Well, basically, you're giving them this is you know uh, 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 this is the deal with me is that I will take care of you, and then the other person starts to believe that okay, well this is this is great. You're giving me a great deal. So whenever I'm I'm not feeling great, I go towards you and you fix it, and so that's the deal. You know this is what I have with you in terms of the relationship. So the person is not going to turn around and go, and what can I do for you? And what do you need? Because they're really thinking this, this is a great deal. You know, that that's, I'm, I'm supposed to be receiving all of these great uh, attentions and things like that. And to be fair, this is human nature. This doesn't make the person a bad person. It means if someone wants to take care of me all day, it's my human nature to go, I guess they're fine with this. This sounds good to me. So if you're out there, and this is where we hear the cases all the time of someone who's giving and giving in their relationship and not understanding why they're not receiving back. Um, they have to look at this concept because it is in our human nature. If we're receiving, why would we tell someone to stop taking care of us? It feels pretty good. So this is where the relationship starts to go out of balance. Would you agree? Oh, my God. That's such a great point. That is such a great point. You're right. This is very important. It's, it's, it's not on the other person's shoulder. We're, it's human. It's human behavior. Now, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you it anyways, because it's very relevant to the book last year that we wrote, which I'm very proud to say became a bestseller the same day it came out. And let's think about why that is. What inspired you and myself, but especially you right now, to write this book on, you know, how Cinderella grew up and became a happy, empowered woman? What's that all about? Because it's on this theme. Yeah, it is. It is. Thank you for the question. Well, listen, when uh, when we decided to write the book, it was definitely, you know, because we saw that so many women were falling into traps, you know, the same traps over and over again. I could see this with my clients all over the board. So it's it's it was really a book to make sure that, you know, First of all, we know there's a trap. And second of all, how do we get out of those traps? So there's one of the traps is the trap of the victim. You know, it's not my fault. Always those bad things happening to me. So that's one of the traps because when you're starting to think this way, then you really believe that, you know, the world is set this way. So let me ask you a question because we are talking relationships. Yeah. Who do victims attract? Oh, victim attracts perpetrators. 
Okay, unfortunately. so let's see if we've got this straight. So if I'm victim-y, then the person I'm going to be drawn to without even realizing it consciously is going to be a perpetrator. Yeah, unfortunately, that's how it works. So but that, I won't know this when I meet the person. You won't. You won't. And the person will probably show up as being, you know, wonderful and a Prince Charming and everything like that. But that's not going to stay this way. Okay. Uh, we actually have a phone call from someone by the name of Josh. Josh, are you there? Hello, Sandra. Thank you for having me. Oh, a pleasure. Uh, I just want to tell you I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been finding it really, really interesting. Um, Thank you. Your topic today I found particularly interesting. Um, You mentioned that caretaking can be dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know, is this also true if you're caretaking a family member, specifically a parent? Uh, What a great question. Oh, my God. We're going to have to give you a long answer. You got a few minutes, Josh? Yes, I do. Okay, great. Um, Okay, so this is a really complicated question, but a very important one. So, again, I want to rule out physical illness. We are not talking about physical illness, correct? No, no, no. My parents are not. My parent is not healthy. They're not. It's not a physical problem. So it's an emotional caretaking, yes? Yes. Okay, so... There's a lot to say about this, and I'm sure Meite's going to have a few words. I'll start it off. First of all, no matter how old you are, um, the rules of engagement between a parent and a child, even if you're 50 years old, is that the rules cannot be reversed. A parent must be a parent, and the child must stay a child, or it becomes dysfunctional. Now, why is that? Because a child of a parent always takes on the role of wanting to please their parents. So if a parent puts a child of any age, again, an adult child even, in the position of taking care of them, the child is put in a conflict because that's the opposite of what's supposed to happen. A parent is supposed to take care of a child. Now, Josh, this is such a good question. You're helping so many people because this happens all the time. And this leads to what we call a parentified child in psychology. And parentified children end up with a lot of anxiety and a lot of confused boundary issues because the boundaries have not been cleared. Okay, so what I mean by that is a parent is supposed to, the boundary is, as a parent, and I'm a parent, is I have to play the role of the parent. So when my daughter says to me, mommy, you look, you look a little tired today, let me make you a cup of tea and put you to bed, I have to t- go back, even though that's very seductive and very tempting, I have to go back into the role of no, honey, um, d- you don't worry about me, I'll take care of me. I can call up a friend and I can feel sorry for myself and have her come bring me tea, but it's not my child's job. Because otherwise, when I said that Mayte and I are recovering caretakers, it's because we were parentified. We learned at a young age to take care of our parents. And the problem is then you become a caretaker. Now, if you parlay that into a career as a therapist, that could be good. But in your romantic relationships and your relationships in general, caretakers attract who, Mayte? Unfortunately, caretakers will attract narcissistic people. I don't want narcissistic people in my life. So that's the first level of problem. Mm-hmm. Mayte, I bet you're going to want to say something on the uh, enabling and what happens to the parent, if that's okay with you, Josh. Is, would you like to know what happens yeah, to the yeah. Okay. I'd love to know. So uh, we're going to overview what happens to the person you're caretaking and how you're disempowering them and what happens to you. 
Take it away, Mayte. Yeah, so basically, you know, we we always start with caretaking because we care about the other person and we want to help them out. But is that really what we're doing? Let's say, you know, you have your mom calling you and saying, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. I need to call the plumber. And then you take it away. And, you know, you call the plumber and you're doing all of this. Well, then this is only one example. You're robbing her of the ability to really grow into what she could do for herself. So when we are caretaking, we are taking away the possibility for growth for the other person. And And, and I I would add empowerment because if the mother is asking for help, let's say, with her marriage, which is a very common thing that kids are put into, okay, it's we're going to talk about what that does to Josh or someone else, but it's also the fact that she needs to find those answers herself. I think that's what you're saying. Absolutely, absolutely. Otherwise, she, she, this person is going to be stuck always in the same place. So it's not a happy place. And again, if they're not growing, they're not empowered. Absolutely, absolutely. And what happens to the poor person? And I say poor person because it feels very good at first caretaking, mm. right? Because you feel, I feel like I helped my mother. I, I mean, I did this for years in my family. Yeah. I would try to rescue everybody. So you feel really good. You feel like I, I must be a really good person. But what else happens to me? What is What's going on on top of the fact that I'm feeling good, what am I, I, I you know, running away from? Let's let's put it that yeah. way. Well, basically, if you know, if you're so busy taking care of someone else, you're taking care of quote unquote a problem. You're actually not taking care of yourself. So this is this is superb if you don't want to have to deal with your own stuff. But then you're taking care of someone else's stuff, and it's not your business. And then you're not taking care of what is your business, which is you. So it starts to be very, very dysfunctional. You know, listening to what you guys are both saying, and it's really interesting. And I realize it might sound a little bit weird, but could caretaking be an addiction? Oh, my God, Josh. <laughs> wow. You're really following this. It's, it's, that's a brilliant question. And I, I was just about to say, I remember reading in a brilliant book by Melody Beatty called Codependent No More, which is a synonym for caretaking, that um, she used to talk about that some people take a drink, some people eat too much, and some people fix other people. <laughs> it is definitely an addiction because as long as you're caretaking someone else, as Mayte so sharply said – you're not looking at your own stuff. So you're disempowering the other person and you're avoiding your own stuff. So you are right on the ball, Josh. Yeah, it feels like that. I feel like I do get something out of it. So I, I kind of feel like I'm drawn and to continue to help because even though it, it, I want to help my mom, it also feels good helping her. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely get that. And I, I, it's, there is an immediate payoff and there's a long-term disaster. So that's why it's a drug addiction. That's how drugs work. They feel good at first, but then you ruin your life. So breaking caretaking <laughs> is not easy. I can tell you as the recovering caretaker. Mm. And I'll give you a really good tip, Josh, to take away. Mm-hmm. It works for me every time. Is I ask myself when somebody's pulling me in there into the story, is this my business? If it's my business, okay. If it's not my business, even when I know the answer, I say, you know what? I have faith in you. You're going to figure this out. That, the, oh, that is brilliant. That is brilliant, <laughs> I have to say. It just works for me. Does that help, Josh? Yeah. I have to say that it gives me a lot to think about. I, I absolutely help, This absolutely helps me tremendously. Um, it's making me see things a little bit differently. So uh, I want to thank you both so much. 
um, you have like, really, really, really helped me, and I, I didn't look at it the way I was looking at it until I, I heard you both speak. So thank you, thank you very, very much. And Sandra, I want to just give you a shout-out. I really am a huge fan. I actually bought my mom your book. Um, that, I guess that's me caretaking. I bought her your book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was absolutely, she said it was absolutely fantastic. So it was an honor to, to speak to you. Uh, your guest, Mayte, you're, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Before you and, go, uh, before, yeah. before you go, Josh, I just want to say something to you. Thank you for the compliments. But you are one courageous man to call in and talk about caretaking. And caretakers are, are known to be the nicest people in the world. That's yeah. what gets them into trouble. And I find you really seem to get it. So I'm really impressed with your questions. So go for it, Josh. Go for it. Thank you. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great question, wasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's, it brings to mind another question I have for you, Sandra. It's, uh, you know, we, we were talking about relationships today and uh, you often say relationships are meant to heal you. So what does that mean exactly? Let's let's do a bit of a cliffhanger because we got to take a break. So we'll come back and we'll talk about how relationships are meant to heal you. This is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety video therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Is it a time you choose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Ladies, how about a luxurious weekend while learning to empower yourself? Join Straight Talk's Sandra Reich, January 29th at a gorgeous spa in Quebec for three days and two nights of empowerment, growth, and decadence. Delicious food, powerful learning, and much more. Life 2.0 The Retreat. Master how to command respect in your relationships. Learn about yourself and what is blocking you from living your best life. Meet other like-minded women and join in on the retreat that sells out year after year. Isn't it time you chose you? Call us at 514-796-4357. That's 514-796-4357. Don't miss your chance to change your life and relationships forever. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. 
Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Welcome back to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I'm having such a great time with the amazing and so so insightful, Mete Gomez. We're definitely going to have to talk a little bit about how you got this incredible insight. I, I'd really like to know about that. I'm going to first answer the question you asked, and then maybe you can tell us a little bit more about how you have this gift of understanding people so well. Um, also, somebody just emailed in asking what's the name of the book that Josh was talking about. It is called Once Upon a Time, How Cinderella Grew Up and Became a Happy, Empowered Woman. And we wrote that because we believe that as little girls, we were sold a romantic fantasy in all those fairy tales. One day my prince will come and everything will be fine. And that doesn't seem to be how it works out. And I mean, I don't know that we'll cover all of this today, but we'll have you back. And we're definitely going to talk about that romantic fantasy and how it backfires on both men and women. Yeah. Um, let's take a minute before I answer your question. And, you know, people hear how smart you are clearly. How did you get this incredible ability to read people and to understand this dance so well, Mayte? Well, from my own struggles, basically. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where the it best starts. Uh, yeah, sorry. Got to say the truth. It's, it's basically from my own struggle. And also, I do believe that everybody is a good person to start with. You know, that is a personal belief. And then how come we're clashing so much? So then, you know, many, many years ago, I met this wonderful, insightful woman, which is sitting right in front of me. And uh, we definitely, you know, you remember, Sandra, we would do it, we we would be doing or yoga, uh, sushi, sushi (laughs) and uh, just trying to figure out life and relationships and things like that. So I was very, very uh, blessed to have a partner in crime in uh, Sandra. And uh, we both were so drawn into understanding this for you know for myself I wanted to understand and also for my clients you know what is going on here what is going on it doesn't feel good to always be you know bumping your head against the wall all the time it's just like okay what is going on so reading research and all of that and starting to apply what I was finding in my own life and going you know what this is working. And then passing along the knowledge to my clients. And I know you were doing the same thing, Sandra. So, and seeing that it's working for them, it is working for them. So then uh, deciding to actually bring it to a bigger audience, which ended up being the retreats that we are now doing with Empowered Women. Yeah, well, that's that's actually interesting. We started doing one-day events in mm. Montreal, and it was unbelievable. It caught like wildfire, uh, but we couldn't keep up with it. It was just too <laughs> exhausting. So we decided to transfer it to a spa. Mm. So that's a lot nicer. We do them twice a year in, in Montreal, in the mountains. It's a beautiful area with organic food, and um, that's, that's on the website. So you can check that out. Or on Facebook, Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, where we take people and we do this kind of work on three days, two nights, and they get to do a holistic sort of uh, eating and body work because, Mete, one of your gifts, and I feel that you brought to me, is the importance of integration, but also with the body. Yeah. Because in my office, I'm stuck. We're sitting in two chairs. But I learned from you that when people, and that's why I love the spa so much, that when people learn and move their body, the information goes in easier. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. It's one thing to learn something and to comprehend something cognitively. But then we do this a lot when we read a book. 
book or something like that. We understand, but then we're not applying it. So what's the difference? And so this is this is where you know I really love the retreats is that people are having experiential exercises to do, and then they're moving the body. So it really helps to integrate to a much deeper level the knowledge. It's not only knowledge anymore. It's you know you know from inside. It's very different. And, and, you know, we're excited because we'll talk about it later, but we have our 10th retreat coming up oh, in January. Yeah. So if these kinds of topics interest you, please check us out. Um, I want to get back to your question, though, about if relationships are designed to heal us. Yeah. And here is where um, this is a lot of what I do on the retreats is here's what's fascinating. And this is part of the science that a lot of people don't know. And this is from the brilliant work of Harville Henricks, who's uh, one of three, I would say, three amazing experts in the world on relationships. And that's the science is that. Actually, and this is hard to explain in a short amount of time, but when we get attracted to someone under Harville Hendricks' theory, that person represents some of the things that we experienced in childhood that were wounding. Yeah. So here's what happens. When you first fall in love, a dopamine flows in your brain and all is well. The person looks great. I mean, they smell great. Everything they say is great. You're finishing each other's sentences. You're going, it's, um, you're telling all your friends and they're like all like rolling their eyes like, oh my God, <laughs> he, he understands me. He, uh, uh, he finishes my sentences. Two years later, that same person is saying he always cuts me off when I speak. What happens in those two years? So we have to talk about that because the first two years, we know from again research that we were meant to procreate. So the dopamine, it's very smart. Our body sends like a crack cocaine to our brain the dopamine, which makes us have this heady experience where everything, and it's, it's so exciting. I, I don't know if, if you remember the first two years of your relationship, but holy moly, I'm not going to go into it. It could be a little X-rated. Uh, holy moly. It's and a more. holy oh moly my stage. God. Yeah. And then every couple, <laughs> you see, they, the first two years, therefore, don't impress me. Okay. Yeah. Every couple goes through that stage. And then at the two-year mark is that's the longest dopamine you really flows that long. You start hitting that power struggle stage mm-hmm. and you start looking at the person and many of you listening might have this moment going, um, how did I get here? He's <laughs> so annoying or she's so annoying or why is she acting like that? She never used to be like that before. So according to Hendrick's work, what's happening is that, again, when you're in the dopamine stage, also we know that the uh, fear centers of your brains shut down. Oh. So all our wounds are not triggered, but they come back. And now, all of a sudden, your partner is actually doing something to you that reminds you, unconsciously or consciously, of exactly the thing that annoyed you most in childhood. Oh, my God. That is so fascinating. Oh, his work is unbelievable. And the thing is, when you can isolate that, that's why relationships are designed to heal you. Because a lot of people at this point leave the relationship. They say, oh, my God, I'm not, quote, unquote, in love anymore. The loving feeling is gone. Mm -hmm. The, The dopamine crack cocaine feeling is is gone. Okay. That's the lustful, passionate, let's procreate feeling. And that's done for evolution. Yeah. There's a, there's a purpose to it, but actually there's a third level, which I would love people to know about, which is actually uh, after the power struggle to get into something that's called a deep love, but you have to get through the power struggle first. So the power struggle involves this moment where you go, Oh my God, I'm incompatible with this person. They're doing exactly what I 
most feared. So if you had a critical parent, all of a sudden they're a little bit critical. Yeah. Um, if you had an avoidant parent and so on and so forth, they're doing that. And you're like, how did I get here? And people show up in the office and they're, they're very upset. Now, the thing that I want to talk to you about without going into too much detail about that, because that's probably bigger than the time we have, mm. is that at that point, people want to leave. Now, what are the dangers of them leaving? A, before I ask, have you answer, is A, they're looking for that hot feeling again. And, and you can spend your life going into affair after affair, no yep. problem. But when we see people leave, they find a new partner that looks different, smells different, and everything is different. And then the, two years later, they end them at the same place. What's going on? I see that so often. And what's going on is that, you know, after the two-year mark, you start to answer that dance. And unfortunately, if you're not working on that, it will follow you. So you might end a relationship go into another dopamine stage with someone else, but then the dance will actually start to show up. And it's, it's, that's what's going on. So if you're leaving before you take care of the dance... So what do I do to take care of the dance? So I wake up, I'm in the two-year stage, and all of a sudden, um, my husband, this is not actually true for my husband who's listening, uh, but my husband suddenly now is doing something that is very, although there were other things, of course, doing something that really unconsciously or consciously reminds me exactly what I hated in childhood, exactly what I did not want in marriage, you know, say he's not paying attention or something that's already hurt me. So you're telling me not to leave and not start over again. So what do I do? Well, you address it. That's the first part is that, A, you need to see that this is part of a dance. So it takes two to tango. What is your part? You know, be curious about that. And, you know, you can definitely go to a therapist if you're unsure of what that is, because sometimes, you know, your own dance, it might be a little bit more difficult to see your part. And then the second part is when you were a child, you had basically no power. So if someone was doing something that you didn't like, there was not much you could do. But now you're not a child anymore. You're an adult. So it's to address it with really, you know, some compassion to the other person. But as an adult, you know, this is not good for me. What is going on here? You know, just addressing it. It's like when you do this, it makes me feel uh, unloved or whatever it is. Well, here's where the work of Hendricks gets very interesting and very healing is that, in fact, at that moment when you address it with your partner and you ask for what you need, mm -hmm. you you start the healing of your wounds, but you also allow the other person to heal because what's happening is whatever they're doing, example, not paying attention to you, being critical of you, um, I don't know, neglecting you, is also one of their wounds. So that's why you and I often tell our clients they have to earn their way out of a relationship. So what True. does that mean? It means that you have to be able to have a conversation about your part of the dance, like you so well said, and for them to be open to that and look at their part of the dance. And then you're sailing into that third stage. Now, the only reason that won't work is if your partner is not willing to do the work with you. And, and we don't mean heavy laborious therapy work necessarily. It could be therapy. It could be just having the conversation. Um, and as long as they're willing to work with you, you can actually both be healed. Because the part that's missing in your partner that's wounding you 
they're also missing. So example, if they're emotionally shut down, we hear this from women all the time, the yeah. man is emotionally shut down or vice versa. So the woman is very emotional, let's say. Now, both those people need healing. The woman might need to do a little bit more self-care on her emotions and a little bit less expecting someone else to heal her emotions. And the man may, in this case, we're being gender specific, but could be other either way. Yeah. The man needs to learn also to regain his emotions because you know we did grow up in the era that men are not supposed to have emotions the Marlboro men and we now know that's not true so there is an opportunity for growth on both ends so here's what I want to get out is that if you right now are listening to this and you're thinking I married the wrong guy or I married the wrong girl it may not be true that person might be the perfect match for you to heal. But that does involve some stretching on your part. It's not going to be easy. But my God, you and I often say you can take the same man or the same woman and it can go based on your part of the dance from him being a quote unquote jerk to a prince. And I don't want it. I don't know the terminology for women. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> from being a not so nice woman to a delightful woman. Basically, you, I, you said this so well, you have a role in the dance. So step one is what is your role? So for me, for sure, I wanted a lot of things from my partner that I didn't get from my dad. And it took me a while to realize that my partner can't fix my childhood. That's too much to ask of him. Okay. However, I can talk about my sensitivities and he can become more sensitive in those areas, which are areas that he was lacking. And we both get healing and we sail into the sunset together. And that's exactly what happened, actually. Oh, my God. That's so well explained, I have to say. Yeah. No, no, that's wonderful. And that's basically what it is, is that it's not the person that is wrong. It's the dance, you know, know, know your dance and know where you get triggered. And the other person, you know, as you said, I really like what you're saying is that it doesn't have to be excruciating work, you know. It can just be sitting together and saying, um, honey, you know, when you're going to be late, uh, when you're go- becoming late home, could you call me to let me know? Yeah, because other- I, I get triggered when you're late because I it feels it can feel abandoning to me. Exactly, exactly. And but that's it, different than saying it like you're an inconsiderate SOB. That's very different. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, please, that please, no, work. no, no name calling. But yeah. just to say this is this is important for me, and we it just requires for the other person to go. Oh, okay, I can do that. Simply, yes. simply to actually agree to that, and that's basically the work. That's basically the work. But you know, I, I, I you know, we're going to go to a break. But I do want to say that. That's why to thyself be true is so important because you can only say it, and this is John Gottman's work. I'm going to give him a shout out Mm. with the soft startup, he calls it. It works if you tell your partner when you're late, it it makes me anxious. It makes me uncomfortable. Most people will respond very well to that. And most people won't respond very well to you're selfish. You didn't call me. So that's where it has to start with you. And our vulnerabilities are very attractive. Our critical voice is not so much. That's that's such a great point, though. Yeah, wonderful. There's so much to talk about. We're going to definitely have you back. Um, We're going to take a break. This is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. (music) 
Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing, regain that loving feeling, bring your intimacy to a new level, and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety video therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Is it a time you choose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Ladies, how about a luxurious weekend while learning to empower yourself? Join Straight Talk's Sandra Reich, January 29th at a gorgeous spa in Quebec for three days and two nights of empowerment, growth, and decadence. Delicious food, powerful learning, and much more. Life 2.0 The Retreat. Master how to command respect in your relationships. Learn about yourself and what is blocking you from living your best life. Meet other like-minded women and join in on the retreat that sells out year after year. Isn't it time you chose you? Call us at 514-796-4357. That's 514-796-4357. Don't miss your chance to change your life and relationships forever. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Hi, we're back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. My God, what an interesting discussion. Mayte, could you come back? We have a lot more to say on relationships. It went so fast. It would be my honor. So I love to ask my guests at this point what they're up to these days. So how can people find you? Well, on a weekly basis, I'm working for the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. And you can uh, find all the information about me and my coworkers at helpforanxietydepression.com. Okay, and I believe you're gearing up for a retreat as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. So the Empower Women Workshops in uh, January 29th to 31st at the beautiful five-star Spa Eastman. And uh, again, we are really working on relationships on this one, and I will have the honor to be uh, teaching for three days with you, Sandra. So could you tell us about the topics that we're going to 
Sea that weekend. Yeah, this time we're going into how to have a love affair with yourself. Finally, this is also related to what we just talked about because if you don't have a love affair with yourself, it's very hard to get it from someone else. So um, I coined a phrase a few years ago, which is called "the love outside you is directly proportionate to the love you give yourself." So if you're not giving yourself love, you're not getting it from your partner. It just mathematically does not add up. We're going to do some inner child dialogue, which is again um, when your partner is not taking. Taking care of you the way you would like them to take care of you. Uh, part of the responsibility is: Do you go take care of yourself? Do I tell myself when I did a good job, "Hey, honey, you did a good job," or am I always waiting for someone else to say it? We were just on the phone with someone yesterday, explaining to them that when you need approval from someone else all the time, mm. you're basically an addict. So we fall into this, and we're going to teach you a lot about that. We're going to talk a lot about deprivation. This seems to be a big issue for people who want to make money in life, want to do well in love. You can't get to the stars if you don't think there's enough in the world. For everybody, you need an abundant mindset. So there's going to be those topics and more. And like you were mentioning before, there's something magical that happens when women come together in a safe environment. Unfortunately, guys, this particular event is for women only. But we also have the couple retreat coming up in May in Tremblant, which is a beautiful part of Quebec. If you haven't heard of it, look it up. This is a ski resort. We'll be there in spring, so you won't be skiing. But it's one of the most beautiful spots out in Canada. We'd yeah. love to have you there. And there we can work with the men and women in terms of understanding the dance and understanding this conversation that goes back and forth, like we were talking before, about what's your part and how can you be a little bit more sensitive to your partner, but yet not be responsible to heal their wounds, because a partner cannot heal your wounds. Only you can heal your wounds. So we got to make sure that's out there. So these are the things I'm up to. Those are the things you're up to. Mete, I want to thank you, and I, I have a couple of minutes left, and I do once again want to say I have been invited to do this show by Voice America, and they have been so generous and kind and supportive with me. I'm here today with them, and it's, it's a peak experience for me, and I want to thank you all, and you all know who you are, but of course I have to definitely uh, shout out to my amazing executive producer, Jeremy Borman. You may not know him, but I'm telling you, he's a key part in these shows. So thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Mayte Gomez. I'm Sandra Reich from Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.